Greetings. Well, I'm back once again here at the microphone. Early November. The exact day that I'm here at the microphone will do it because uh, then at least you could know, based on succeeding events, when this happened to be recorded. Sunday, the 7th of November, 2021. Welcome one and all, thanks for being here, thanks for tuning in. I don't know what platforms this one is going to go out on, I really don't. It's going to be a coin toss, most likely. Maybe it will actually come down to a literal coin toss. Uh, Maybe it will, more or less in the metaphorical sense, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what, uh, what this time around? And by that I mean... Here's the main thing. Is this one going to go on YouTube? I don't know. If it does, obviously, then you're listening to this on YouTube. If not, then you're probably listening to this on uh, the podcast platforms, on Patreon, and on uh, the AM station. So, the reason, and I think I've explained this before, but my hesitancy toward YouTube these days, in terms of podcasts, granted, not in terms of the videos. Obviously, the videos, YouTube is the whole thing. Um, but in terms of of the podcasts, I think it was primarily, I realize this now, granted, primarily YouTube, the reason why I stopped the show to begin with. Because... I noticed some interesting things with the break that I did, which, I should add, is still going on. Uh, You know, this podcast, this is more or less just me kind of making the rounds and saying hello, something that I said that I would do. And uh, here I am once again. It's just, you know, in terms of shows after this point, there is no rigid schedule whatsoever. They're just going to happen when they happen. They will be as long as they are, and that's just the way that it is. Now, some people I understand, granted, may not like the tone of that statement, but I'm trying to just express honesty over cordiality, and oftentimes I try to strike the balance between the two, but It is sometimes circumstantial, and this is one of those instances where I just have to be a bit more direct, I suppose, than I normally would, and say, as much as I would like to sit there and say, yeah, the show is back, it's back, it's here, etc., etc., because that's what people would like to hear, and that's what would make people happy, what would the point be in saying such a thing when I don't mean it? it? You know... It may lead to short-term positive feelings and audience relations, but long-term, I think it would make things worse. So if it comes off as cold or direct, that's just why. I'd rather just... You just have to uh, explain the situation as I see it. So what was I even going with this? I don't even know. What I was trying to, I guess YouTube, somehow I got sidetracked, which I often do. Uh, with YouTube, the reason why there's always such a gamble in terms of posting this show to YouTube these days is, again, for two reasons. Number one, the site has their policies and their terms of use and service, as every site does, granted. But YouTube is the site that's gotten me in trouble Um, based on the subject matter that I have discussed previously in my show. So, that's disappointing. Something I've been familiar with, though, for a year. But even then, I would still get the slap on the wrist every now and then. And it makes you think that you can't really talk about anything on YouTube that is let's say, in terms of current events, etc. You really can't. And in the time that I've been gone, granted, those sorts of 
you know, threats and potential repercussions have only gotten worse. So that's number one, because I try to say, well, this is my show, and it would be nice if I could talk about what I would like to talk about. So when you have that leash on you, essentially, it makes things difficult. So one thing that I always, you know, say is, uh, if for some weird reason you want to hear me talk about the news of the day, you're going to have to listen to the radio show, and that's, again, to be direct, that's all that I could say. There's no other alternative, because it's not going to happen here. It's just not going to. I realize that. I don't try anymore, because it's just one of those things, you know, as the saying goes, it ain't happening. Well, it's not happening here. And I accept that. That's why I have an alternative... That's why four nights a week, every week, I start off every radio show with 15, 20 minutes of discussion about what's going on in the world. But I discuss things like that. There's not a chance in hell that I would be able to say any of this discussion as light and impartial it may be here on YouTube. So again, I don't even try. But it's not like, oh, you know, you only talk about this or that. I talk about all sorts of things I've discussed tropical weather, I covered the uh, Taliban's advance in Afghanistan, I'll cover various evergreen subjects as well, I've talked about the supply shortages, uh, all of this sort of stuff, I just talk about what's going on in the country, things that I would like to discuss, things that I know I can comfortably discuss without the worries of, you know, terms of service, etc., kind of getting in the way of things. And, like I said, and shall say so again, if you're looking for hardcore, opinionated, not opinionated, but opinionated discussion, um, it's not the place for it, but at the very least, it's a place that I know I could at least talk about what's going on. At least I know that I'm able to talk about it, which is a freeing and comfortable feeling. Anyway, if you want to listen to the radio show, you know how to do it, most likely, because I've promoted it so many times these days, but you could always find some information about it in the description, I'm certain. I'll give the uh, main schedule, though. You could tune in on 5850 kHz, shortwave, at the time of 9 p.m. Eastern. That's 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific. Every Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday evening. So that's what we have there. That's number one reason, but number two reason is I've realized, and I've done tests to verify this, because it's a strong assertion, very strong assertion, and it is not something that I would say unless I could verifiably back it up. So I did a test. I've done multiple tests, as a matter of fact, and I I think it does prove this, The reason why I've been taking the break from the show is a couple reasons. Number one, most obviously, it was the negative, the the constant and perpetual, so it seemed, bombardment of uh, angry, negative feedback. Now, I can be a pessimistic person myself. Negative may have been the wrong word on my my part. More or less, I'm just... I guess it was demeaning and insulting is better than negative, because, yeah, negative, yeah, that is negative, but it's just... doesn't really describe what I'm trying to say. But it was, you know, the barrage of such emails that were coming in, and it was relentless. It was also the process of doing the show itself, though, which admittedly I no longer enjoyed. And it was getting to the point where I'd automatically be in a foul mood when I would pick the microphone up. It's like I would be flipping on a switch, you know, and it would go from regular me to disenchanted and upset me 
because I know what I have to deal with now. And what fun is that to listen to? But it was automatic. It was to the point where it's just how doing the show made me feel. It just, it put me not in a bad mood, but it made me feeling down, I guess. Down, stressed out, and disenchanted. Right? And that's not a good, uh, it's not a good thing. So that's a serious problem and a serious issue. One that I decided for me that the only course of action to properly address that is to at least temporarily end the show. And so I did. So with that, obviously, I was curious as to how the feedback would come in and how it would change. It was a fascinating observation, and this is what has contributed to my hesitancy. Initially, when I stopped the show, there was a slight increase in the angry stuff, but that, you know, that was to be expected. Then it stopped. It all just suddenly came to an end. And in that time, it's now been maybe three, four months, it made me think, it made me think to myself, is this deplorable series of emails coming from one particular podcast platform, i.e., the nasty individuals are listening from one place? Or is this reflective of the entirety of the audience and for a disappointing, for some disappointing reason or another, that's just who this show is actually going out to, right? Is there a way that I can try to pinpoint where this is coming from? So I started playing around with this. I did tests with the AM broadcast. That was fine. So evidently... Anyone who listens on that station is all right. I did numerous shows on Patreon. I mean, I'd probably, I've probably, in the meantime, I've probably done over a dozen shows on Patreon. And the audience there is, uh, is truly a model audience. So... That's obviously not a problem. The folks that tune in there are are golden. Then I decided to branch out a little more because I've realized, well, obviously the people who listen on the AM radio are fine. The people who listen on the Patreon most certainly are fine. So what about every other platform? Because now, all of a sudden, I am realizing that narrowing... (laughs) Gosh, that's a tougher word to say than I think. Narrowing, narrowing down the platforms. This is interesting stuff. So, a month ago, I decided to take a big leap. I said, you know, I'm going to do another show. I'm going to release it everywhere but YouTube. I'm going to give out the email in the show, and let's see what happens. And you know what happened? Many thousands of people listened, and everyone was fine with it. So you know what I realized? I've realized now, and I'm thankful that I've come to this realization, granted. The worst that has come in comes in via YouTube. It's interesting. It's quite interesting, actually, but it's just how it is. So that leaves me with a choice then, right? If I want to do the show again, be that with regularity or not, let's just say I want to get to the microphone. I want to sit, you know, sometimes I pace around, but tonight I'm just sitting in my chair. I want to take the microphone and sit here and 
talk about what I want to talk about for a, an extended period of time, something that can't be broadcast on the radio, right, due to its length and perhaps nature of the content, just something that would be better for a digital podcast. If I want to do that, again, regularly or otherwise, all the other platforms seem fine, safe, and dandy, but what about YouTube? So, I'm left with the choice, well, I could either put things back on YouTube, cross my fingers for the best, and see what happens, or abandon the channel. And it's it's over. You know, I'm just going to be done with it on YouTube. And uh, if I do this again, I'm going to do it everywhere but YouTube. It's just not happening there. So that's what I'm struggling with in my mind right now, and that's why I've been saying it's kind of like a coin toss. What is it going to be? But, um, I'll figure it out. I mean, I'll figure it out eventually after this show is all done and edited and, you know, all of that. Well, whatever decision I make, I'm sure I'll be comfortable with when I make it. And, uh, whatever choice I make, I trust that there's reason behind it. So, that said... Can't believe I talked for a good 15, 16 minutes about, uh, <laughs> about putting the show, whether I should put it on, on YouTube or not. Yeah, that's funny. Anyway, like I was saying, though, in terms of the content of this podcast, I think for the most part... I'm just not going to really be discussing any controversial stuff anymore, and if I touch upon such issues, it's only going to be on the shortwave. Granted, there's a few issues, you know, that I consider to be the third rail of of things to talk about, you know? So I don't really go there. One uh, thing that I've been following a little bit... I don't know, it just looks like it's been... It just looks sad, if you ask me. It was... The Astro World Festival with Travis Scott. Now, you know, people have to understand in terms of music and pop culture... I am essentially living in another plane of existence. I know that I'm in, you know, 2021 here, but I I am out of touch. I am content with that. You know, it's not like I try to be up to date with things, you know. I just do what works for me. So I never even knew who Travis Scott was until I had to review that thing from McDonald's the other, uh, the other year, I guess it was, the Travis Scott meal, and, you know, these are some of the first times that I've heard of these people, like, Travis Scott, I mean, I've, I've heard the name in passing before then, but if you asked me who's Travis Scott, I'd say, I don't know, I don't know, I've heard the name, I guess he's some famous guy somehow, but I don't know, you know, what he does or who he is. But then I realized that he's a famous rapper, and that's that. He's obviously very well known and uh, has a lot of fans these days, especially among the younger demographics, um, the Zoomers, as well as some millennials, I suppose. And he was doing, I guess, a festival where, uh, it's called Astro World. I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those situations that horrible event, 
but there's some confusion surrounding it as well. And I'll explain why in a minute. Number one, if you want to speculate about what happened at the Astro World Festival, if you want to, you know, sit there and say that it was some sort of sacrifice or something, you could go do that elsewhere. So here are the details, but we have some weird stuff going on with it as well, granted. On November 5th, 2021, a crowd crush occurred during the first night of the Astro World Festival, a music event in Houston, Texas, operated by Travis Scott. Eight people died during the event, with the causes of death still under investigation. A further 25 were hospitalized, and more than 300 people were treated for injuries at the festival's field hospital. Now, we've heard of such things happening before, granted. I forget the specific instance, and I really don't want to look it up because, you know, none of this stuff... I don't like looking this stuff up, but it's just, you know, what's going on and something that I was indeed thinking about. There was an instance, I know, I think it was back in the, the early 90s, maybe. Maybe it was the late 80s, early 90s. I could even be wrong. I could be off by a decade. But I know it was at some sort of soccer match, you know? I think it was in... Maybe it was in the UK. Maybe it wasn't. I know it was overseas. But I know it was infamous for a sort of, you know, crushing event that did happen, and a number of people died there. This does happen. This happens with crowds. Um... The reason behind it, though, sometimes it's simply due to overcrowding. Sometimes it could be people are in a panic for some reason, and they're all trying to rush a certain way. And bad things happen, obviously, with all the pressure, etc. Sometimes it could just happen inexplicably, I suppose. You know, here's the thing, though. Here's the strange thing. Obviously, the crush happened. People died. But... There's another detail that goes along with it that's just, it's strange. Maybe it has nothing to do with it. What do I know? We'll let the people investigate it, and we will see. But police in Houston have confirmed that people may have been injected with an unknown substance believed to, to be drugs, and a probe has been launched. So Houston authorities say that a security guard and others were jabbed with syringes during Travis Scott's Astroworld Festival, which saw eight people killed and numerous others injured while the rapper was on stage. Now, the victims were all young, sadly. 14, 16, 21, 21, 23, 23, and 27 years of age. So Houston Police Chief Troy Finner said his department had 528 officers on the scene with another 755 security officers. He said that there were a lot of narratives floating around regarding what happened at the event, but encouraged those keeping up with the case to follow the facts and the evidence. Right? That's important, you gotta do that. Uh, sometimes, you know, speculation is all right, but there's some situations if you want to at least try to, you know, you try to look at it, you can't run away with it either. You just got to see, you got to think outside of the box sometimes, but you just, you got to keep everything in check and in balance. Anyway, he did say, however, authorities have obtained a statement from a security guard suggesting the guard felt a prick in his neck and medical staff concurred that a marking on his skin aligned with such an event. Narcan was administered to several individuals, including the security guard, who felt, again, the prick in his neck, though the exact number of those treated was unclear. So, some people are just wondering at this point, what was the catalyst behind the crush? Did these injections 
of the drugs or whatever substance it was have anything to do with this, were these antics completely unrelated and just happened to coincide with this event? Maybe they did, right? Maybe this would have happened either way, whether or not things were injected. I don't know. I really don't know, but I will be interested in just seeing, for the sake of curiosity, the uh, the results of, of this investigation, if anything comes of it. You know, I, I, I have no idea. It's just sad either way, because you look at the ages of the victims, and you can't forget also, you know, the folks who are injured, likewise. Obviously, dead is one thing, of course, but... Some of those injuries might be quite severe as well and might be life-changing, so we, we can't forget that either. But you look at those ages. It's too young. Too young. You have to remember these folks came there for a concert, and that was it for them. Life is indeed... A, could be a very fragile, could be a very delicate thing. You know, sometimes there are instances where you can see the resilience that a human being has, but there likewise are those incidents where you realize just how fragile it all can be as well. And uh, this sadly is one of them. These are just folks going there for the concert to uh, enjoy some music. And this happened. I think it's very concerning, extremely concerning, what... um what those, you know, injections and all of that were. Has that any bearing on the events of the night? I don't know. I just hope that it could either be established that there indeed is a connection, or that it has nothing to do with it. And I hope that that can be made clear, and, um, and that'll be that. Sad either way, though, and it is a current event on my mind, and I mean... I don't see how this could be violating the terms of service by talking about this, so if uh, one side or the other decides to ding me for talking about this, I'm just going to throw my hands up in the air and give up. I'm going to say I'm done with this. I'm done with it. I'm, I, give, I give up. I tried to come back, and I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a sad, sad event. Anyway. I, uh... I think most of the time on this show, though, I think the topics will mostly be reserved to that of uh, innocuity, right? We'll just talk about some miscellaneous things, but uh, sometimes we'll throw in a current event that I don't think is too highly controversial. I want to give a recap of a few things that I've done on the YouTube channel lately, and then I have a few emails that I want to read. And we're going to go into it next. It's this, this is going to sound weird, but because of the nature of this show, right? Now, here's what I mean by that, because you can interpret that statement on a very generic basis. But this is what I mean. Because this program that you're hearing is not regular anymore... I will give the email address at the very end of the show. If you'd like to write in, you're welcome to. I like emails. Emails are good. But here is what I tell you, very importantly. Do not write in with the expectation that in just two weeks, right? Wait, wait two weeks. <laughs> wait two weeks. And... And you're going to get a new show, right? It's not, that's not how it's going to be. So just know that, you know, it's like, if you do want to write in and something that I can talk about in a future show, go for it. As long as you have the understanding that it might not be in a week or two, it might be in a month, it might be in a month and a half, it might be in half a month. Um, but as long as you understand and respect that there's no guarantee as to when the next program will be. In that case, then go right ahead, you know, to your heart's content. You can send in an email, you can send in a question or a topic suggestion, any of that. And, uh, you know, I'll put it aside in a folder, 
So then next time I do decide to pick up the microphone, if there's something that I would like to talk about, at least there will be some stuff there. So that's the condition. And that expressed now, I think we're all in uh, understanding of that. So that said, I'm going to mention some things with the YouTube, and then we'll just get into some emails that I've had sitting here for a while. And like I said, then if you want to contribute something else, I extend an invitation to you. So one thing I used to do is I would give a recap of some of the recent videos that I've done. And I just talk about how the YouTube channel is going and all of that. YouTube is going nicely. It is. It's, it is going good. YouTube is going good. Uh, consistency. I've mentioned this before, but consistency is the most important thing you can ever have if you're in this platform for the long term. You could have otherwise, and I've seen this many a time, where someone has what I would describe as a, a, you know, a viral smash hit video. So the views skyrocket for a video or two, and then they crash back down again. So what good necessarily is that? So sustainability is so important, and things most definitely are. They're, they're going nicely, they're going smoothly, and they're going consistently. And I couldn't be happier with that. So the last show that I did was after the Megan the Stallion review. Now, I know they pronounce it Megan the Stallion, but... Uh, yeah, it is what it is. I think that's the only time I'm going to be saying that, so... After that, I did a few more reviews. So here's a couple thoughts on each one. Now, one thing that may have changed... Did it change or did it not? Guess it did. Yeah, slightly, right around when I ended the show, at least regularly the last time. Um, the titles that I do. Now... There has been a vocal minority of individuals who have complained about the titles. I get it, and I understand it. You know, people might look at some of the titles. They might say, as I've seen a few comments say before, and here's the thing, it's a criticism, and it's a criticism that... I sympathize with. I really do. I truly, sincerely sympathize with it. But you have to understand why I do the things that I do. So I could be sympathetic to those displeasures, but that doesn't mean that I am in any position to say, you're right, I'm going to stop doing that, because I'm not, nor can I. But I understand and you could do something, you might have to do it, but do you feel good about doing it? Not necessarily. It's one of those instances. I think some people will express their concerns, though, with the titles of the videos that I do, by saying, you know, come on. You were... Pay attention to the word were, mind you. That would be an emboldened word, should this be in writing. You were a channel that did not cave in to the the demand or the pressures of sensationalism or clickbait, be that in the thumbnails or in terms of a title and description. Some real long-time viewers may remember the days when every video of mine was just, I would give the the item name, let's say the McRib, for instance, it would be McDonald's McRib, dash, dash, running on empty, dash, dash, food review. And every video was like that, that sort of title. And I think it remained that way up until maybe 2016 or early 2017. Then I've since changed it, um something along the lines of, you know, Arby, Arby's, McDonald's, 
new McRib review with an exclamation point or two. That was even enough, if you would believe it, to piss off a few people because you had these... Like I said, I understand why people feel this way, but there's a method to my madness. You have to understand, I'm not doing this to try to annoy anyone. It's all done for a reason, and we'll get into that next. There were a few hardliners who would say, you had the word NEW in all caps, you've gone too far. I think to most people, such a sentence, you might even laugh at that. We've gone too far. You're saying this sarcastically. But there are some people who would say that seriously. Because to them, this was the channel that had the basic, had the boring titles, but those were perceived as a good thing and sort of a balance to all the sensationalized stuff that dominates social media these days. So having the word NEW in all caps was already pushing the envelope. And I did that for a while, and those titles sort of worked for a bit. Now here's one thing, and I think it's easy for people who don't even do this sort of stuff to lose track of or lose sight of, but if you try doing this yourself, and you're doing this to pay the bills and keep a roof over your head, it would make more sense. With time audience interests, audience preferences, and the sort of terms that work in terms of SEO change. They evolve, they transform, and that's just how it is. It's a natural evolution. For instance, the sorts of titles and angles that I might have been using four years ago may not go over so well, they may once again, you know, in the present by that I mean, but maybe a year from now, preferences will change and that sort of stuff will be fine again. Audience tastes evolve, and with time, people search for different things. There was a time, for instance, I remember in 2016, when all of the thumbnails for review videos were all... Every other channel but mine, essentially, they were all so... They were cluttered with stuff. And they had this bright background, usually in some sort of neon color, be that neon yellow or green or blue, and they were so cluttered with stuff. Every channel did that, and that worked for them. That worked better than just my thumbnail of me sitting in the car, eating whatever it was. You don't see those thumbnails anymore for a reason. They don't work anymore. Because audience preferences have changed. And that, undeniably, is the nature of the beast. That's just what happens. I try to be adept at perceiving these sorts of changes because, again, paying attention to these sorts of things is what can perhaps keep this channel afloat. Now, that doesn't mean, however, that if there's a change... See, you have to strike the balance, for instance. What I'm trying to say is that I have my personal standards. If there were, say, a change where all of a sudden it would bring you the views, if I were to sit here with my shirt off, reviewing food, and that would make the difference between a review getting 150 to 100, you know, 70,000, maybe 200,000 views, versus getting five to 700,000 views. Forget it. Someone else can do it, and they can have their views. I will take the lower views, because I'm not comfortable sitting here, you know, without a shirt on, reviewing food or any of that. So, I'm trying to say is that there are some things that I will never sacrifice, even if it would be beneficial, because, to me, staying true to myself and what I believe is one of the most important things in life. So, it's within reason. 
the choices that I've made in terms of video titles are choices that I'm comfortable with and seem reasonable and understandable and like I said, are things that I'm comfortable doing. Doesn't mean that I still necessarily like them, but it was deemed advantageous, perhaps, to the point where I said, all right, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Right. But I'm trying to say is that there's a limit. That should be self-explanatory, but I like explaining such things because I want to make sure we're all on the same page. Now, anyway, so going back to... I've done this before, but I really started giving this stuff a shot. Like I said, I've done this before, but I, again, I started doing this more in July. I don't know if I was doing this show back then still or not. Either way, actually June, first time I did it was June. On June 26th, I got the Grande Crunchwrap. The blessed triple-double Crunchwrap. Can you believe it? It's not like I've reviewed that thing five times already. <laughs> Sarcasm. Um, because I did. But, you know, there wasn't anything else to review. I thought, all right, yeah, Taco Bell. I guess people like their Taco Bell. We'll give it a shot. I mean, you know, I'll try it out for the sixth the sixth time. And I'm sure if they release the thing again, you're going to be getting a seventh review of it. Um, it's kind of like a running joke to me, though. You know, it's like, I'm going to be reviewing this thing 20 times eventually. And it's it's going to be funny to me, but I don't know if anyone else will get it. It's, it's like, how many times can you review the thing? That's the joke, you know, that's the whole thing. But anyway, well, I was sitting there and I was thinking to myself, I don't know. I mean, this is one of those videos that just might not do well by itself because people may pick up that this thing is already out, it's back again, etc. Is there anything I can do with this? So I took an approach. I said, well, if I am trying to do something mildly sensationalized, I still want to be honest. Honest, yes, perhaps, in a way that's teetering on the edge, but still honest nonetheless. Because I don't want to be one of those people that's just going to sit there and lie to you. Um, so I went with a different approach. I said, well, I'm going to do the review, but I'm going to give it a title that might be a little attention-grabbing. I took a more serious-looking thumbnail where it's like I look, you know, very stern, and I titled the video, What Did Taco Bell Do Now? Well, that's an honest question. If you're the viewer, you ask me, what did Taco Bell do now? Well, they released the Grande Crunchwrap again for the sixth time. So there's the answer. That's an honest question. But do you understand how that's an honest question? It pertains exactly to the subject matter in the video. What did they do now? Watch the video and find out, because I'll tell you what they did. They released the Grande Crunchwrap again. But do you understand how such a title has an air of ambiguity toward it? that may be more attention-grabbing. The video did great. A video that probably would have only gotten 100,000 views otherwise got 370,000. It did very nice. So I did such a thing again with Burger King, and when I do these sorts of titles, I try to understand what the public sentiment is, and then I try to play off of that. So for instance, Burger King released some pathetic looking burger, and I said, has Burger King hit a new low? That did great also. Wendy's released some dipping sauce that not too many people cared about. Did they release the hottest dipping sauce yet? Because they said it had ghost pepper in it, and that's supposed to be really, uh, really spicy. Then after that, Buffalo Wild Wings released some generic chicken sandwich that again had minimal interest, now, this title, though, isn't even sensationalized. The thing that I got was a disgrace, and it really was the worst chicken sandwich I ever had, quite frankly. So that was just an honest title. It's just, there's no sensationalism there. That thing was a disgrace. It really was. It was horrible. Um, but, you know, you go on and on, such sort of things. I try out the chicken sandwich taco from Taco Bell. Have they released their worst item yet? You know, is this Wendy's biggest release? The most underrated chicken sandwich. Right, are these the worst wings I've had? Uh, did Papa John's go too far, etc.? 
These are titles that it's not necessarily to the point of all caps clickbait, but it's certainly different from just saying Papa John's Bacon Pizza Review. Those titles have been doing good, though. They've been helping keep this channel afloat and have been contributing toward the consistency. So there's a reason why I do that. There's a reason why I take the approach that I do. They've mostly been met with probably 98, 99% of people fine with them. They're like, yeah, it's... I wonder. I wonder what, what uh, if it is this way or not. People, people play along with the title. They're fine with it. But you get this small but vocal percentage of individuals who I sympathize with. They're a tiny minority. But it doesn't mean that I don't sympathize with them. I do. Maybe they've been here a long time. Maybe they're just picky. I don't know. But they say, you know, I don't like these new titles. It doesn't feel like you. And uh, I don't really enjoy this channel anymore because of it. Now... The subject matter of the video is no different. It's, you know, the stuff I've always been doing. If you feel that a title is that changing, though, who am I to say? I only make the, the videos. I'm not a viewer, so I can't really speak from the, the perspective of one. But those comments, they do, uh, they hit, and they hurt more than they necessarily should, perhaps, because there's definitely that part of me that that understands it. I get it. I, I really do. You know, part of me wishes that it were just as simple as the days back in 2014 when I was still using the old analog camera with all the muted colors and it looked like it was filmed in the 90s and uh, just going with the most basic titles with no regard for SEO or trying to get views or anything like that. You know, sometimes I wish it were as simple as it were in those days. But the stark truth, whether one wants to accept it or not, is if I were to revert back to that, the channel's dead. And I can kiss the good thing that I have going goodbye. It would drive it into the ground so fast. And it may appease a tiny minority, but when this is, you know, what I do for a living, you have to take it seriously. And you can't just play around with stuff to that level. So, I get it. I sympathize with those sentiments because I feel that myself. I just hope people understand the reason behind why I do what I do. It's reflecting off of changing audience, audience interests. And it's keeping things relevant and it's keeping things alive. So... That's why I do what I do. Doesn't mean that I like these title changes. Yeah, they feel weird. They feel cringy and clickbaity to me, too. But it's just what I need to do at this point. So, something on my mind. The three latest videos that I've done. Did Papa John's go too far? I tried out this bacon pizza from Papa John's. It was, it was solid. So, um, it's better than I thought it would be, you know. So... It was okay. I remember the bacon craze from all those years back, you know. God, 2012. I can't believe it's almost 10 years ago. There was a time, though, when people really were obsessed with bacon, you know. It was, uh, it was an interesting time, granted. Bacon everything, you know. I do remember, I remember seeing people with t-shirts with the word bacon on it. It was actually a thing. And I remember there was some bacon-flavored energy drink that came out. All of this this nonsense. Bacon this, bacon that, you know, bacon strips. The bacon strips. Bacon bits and bacon... Bacon donuts and bacon cookies and... Bacon, 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 bacon. More bacon. But, you know, bacon, it's fine by me. I like it. Am I obsessed with it? No. But I do enjoy it. I enjoy bacon. It's, um... I even had it the other day. Had a, What did I... Where did I have it? Wasn't that bacon pizza? That was too long ago. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt to remember it. I clearly can't. I just know that I had it recently. 
So, yeah, still, I still enjoy it. Uh, then I tried out some, something from Arby's, and they released boneless wings, which, uh, I am a boneless wing, <laughs> boneless wings, a boneless wing fanatic. I, uh, I do, though, I like them. And uh, these were enjoyable. They were good. Good boneless wings. They were from Arby's. They, uh, I guess they still have the meats, right? Arby's is one of those chains that only invokes marginal interest, but, you know, I already knew what I was in for. I knew that I would, I would be in for a low to low average performing video, because no one really cares about Arby's. However, I cared about the product. So all of that, analytically speaking, was taken into account, and I was comfortable with it. And then finally, and most recently, I tried out the McRib, which seems to be a perennial review at this point, but it's fine by me. Um, the McRib, though, was not fine by me. The video itself was. It's done nicely so far. But the McRib was a, was a total disappointment. Uh, it really was to the point where I just said, you know, in the title, you could think of me distraughtly reciting it. If, if you read the title, this is how it's supposed to be said. What happened to the McRib? With this air of, of confusion and a slight hint of despair as well. You need that note to it. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they really, they, I don't know what's going on these days. Could say that about a lot of stuff. Pretty much everything, but... I don't know what's going on with the McRib specifically. Just bottom of the barrel stuff. Let me tell you. It was, um... Now, I don't regularly get the McRib. That's the truth. I just don't. Only times I've ever gotten it were for the review in 2018, the review in 2019, the review in 2020, and the review in 2021. And that's it. But you know you have McRib fanatics. It's, it is interesting how over in Germany, it seems, the McRib is on the menu permanently, which is fascinating. See, over here in the U.S., for some, it's this big deal when it comes back. But anyway, so the McRib returned, and it was bad. I mean, it was just not good. The worst one I've ever had, granted of the, the, uh, the four I guess I've had at this point. It was just terrible. The thing was horrible. No sauce, really. It was dry kind of burned. Just not good. Not good. Edible, but not good. That's why it didn't get a lower rating. But, uh, really slacking. Other people, though, have said that, too. You know, it's interesting. A lot of people in the comments were saying, also, yeah, something about it this year. And the other reviews, here's the fascinating thing, the other reviews for the McRib in 2021, all saying the same thing. They're saying that it's bad. I was thinking to myself, you know, is this maybe a product of uh, supply chain issues? I don't know. That they either have to settle for less of the ingredients or for subpar stuff. Or are they just being cheap, right? That's that's a possibility equally so. I don't know. And, you know, the supply chain stuff, that's real. I mean, every time I ever... I see out of stock, out of stock here, out of stock there... On a, on a scale that I haven't seen before. So that's real. I mean, that's really going on. You can see all the pictures of all the container ships and everything lined up on the West Coast. It's some crazy stuff. Does that have an implication on the McRib, though? I have no idea. I, I, what do I know? So, that review, though, still doing nicely. All right. That said... I have a few emails lined up. I'm just going to kind of shoot through each one real quick. Um, and we'll go from there. As I said earlier, I extend an invitation if you do want to write under the pretenses previously established. That said, if you'd like to reach out, correspondence may be sent to v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. Write if you wish. Emails, Nathan in Sri Lanka. I've written in before, 
and I still try to listen to the podcast, at least an hour or two of it on occasion. Since I heard that the podcast was on break, I have a comment regardless. I thought I'd suggest you bring back the reviews done in the car. They're pretty cool, and the only, only variety we haven't seen in a while. Thank you, Nathan, in Sri Lanka. Car reviews um, certainly do have their proponents for, and in some cases against, but mostly people suggesting I bring them back. That's understandable, I get it. I think over the years I've gotten more reclusive, though, if you could believe it, and uh, one of the things that gets me about car reviews is the amount of variables involved. It makes me uncomfortable to be there, you know, essentially just doing the video in the whole you have to get into it, you know, you have to really step up the energy for the camera, and it's like you flip the switch, okay, you know, I'm essentially in video mode, and I'm going to be more animated and charismatic than I normally would be, right? What you see, of course, here on this show is really what what you get, it's how I am, I'm just sitting here talking. In the videos, it's obviously a little higher energy, though, and, and kind of faster-paced, etc. More, uh, you know, jokes here and there. So that's what I mean in terms of that, you know, re- review-slash-video mode being switched on. But it's, uh... I just don't like the feeling of having to sit there, and every person that walks by, I feel like, is has their eyes with laser precision glued on me. And it, it, it makes me, um... It makes me nervous. I don't like that feeling, so I try to avoid it if I can. Hence the lack of car reviews. I know one could interpret that explanation, or as some I'm sure would say excuse, for what it is, but that's all that I can say. doesn't mean that the car reviews are dead. It's just that if given the choice, I would always settle for an indoor review. Every time. Um... At some point down the line, though, I'll probably switch it up with a car review, you know, one day. I don't think they're going to be totally dead or gone, you know. They're just infrequent nowadays. But again, sure, they'll be back at some point. We hear next from David, who has a channel recommendation. He just said, could you... This is in response to a podcast from March of 2021. Uh, I recommend you watch... Serpent ZA. He has a reputation for regularly wearing suits. In addition, his channel is premised of all things China. His older videos showcase his life whilst living inside China. His current videos are a bit more politicized as he's now out of China and is free to express certain beliefs that he wasn't able to in the past. I bring up China, because I couldn't notice how you mentioned your interest in listening in on Chinese affairs on the shortwave. So thank you, David. Um, Thanks for the recommendation. I've never seen this guy before, but I'll I'll check out the channel. Yeah, China is still interesting. Um, They're definitely a country that, uh, certainly, in my opinion anyway, on the global scale, is uh, still uh, really up there at the top. And I do listen to China Radio International still. Um, I listen to the English service mostly. What's interesting is that over the years... Now, I've noticed this both with China Radio International as well as Radio Havana Cuba, but both stations in recent years have taken a swing more toward being directly political um, in terms of reflecting the policies of their government and criticizing others than they had been in the past. So it's interesting. It's just the message has gotten stronger and more direct. So, interesting uh, change in terms of what they do, but it's still interesting. I still listen to their English service from time to time. Two short questions from a listener in Finland. Question one. What name or alias would you prefer the most when addressing you if you had to choose? Oh, I don't really care. It's not one of those things that 
I have any sort of distinct preference to. I know that it's different with each person, and, and some people say, oh, you know, you have to call me this, you know, I need to be addressed by this title or that title, and you can't call me anything else, and uh, that's just how some people are. As for me, though, I, I just, what, what does it matter to me what someone calls me? So I really don't care. You can call me by my first name if you would like, John. That's my name. You can call me the report of the week. You can omit the the. You can call me report of the week. Uh, you can call me VORW. You can call me review bra. You can call me review dude, review guy. You can call me... There was a time in 2014 people called me lecturer. Dear lecturer, they would say. Call me that too. Anything you want, um, you can go for it. If it's particularly insulting, I'm just going to omit it. And uh, that's the end of things. So, I don't really care. You can call me what you want. Um, so just use whatever you're comfortable with, because it's fine by me. Question two, you said, If I'm having a hard time catching the shortwave broadcasts, I'm not all familiar with Patreon, so is that the place to go if I'd like to hear the shows on demand? Uh, yes, it is. If you... I would always recommend listening live on the shortwave, 5850 kHz, 9pm Eastern, 0200 UTC, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday evening, but sometimes reception might be bad, etc., I know many, many people listen on the shortwave, but I do host the broadcasts on Patreon. Every show can be listened there on demand anytime, and uh, that's where they can be found. So, patreon.com slash the report of the week is where you may access them. I give a warning, though, they are behind a paywall. The reason they are behind a paywall before people start, because I know people are this way with money, they say, oh, you greedy F and F, right? <laughs> you know, the reason why that they are there is because this radio show, I have to pay to get it on the air. That's just the way, it's not like I have some sort of special deal with some sort of, you know, podcast or radio hosting platform and they pay me to do this show or anything. It goes the other way around. I buy the airtime, and I pay for it by the hour. So, the only reason this show exists and even goes out is because I pay my bills at the beginning of every month. And airtime doesn't come cheap. That's the truth. These broadcasts go out with 100 kilowatts of power. So, the costs, they are there. And it's to be expected. It just comes with the territory but it does cost money to keep the show on the air. I accept that. And that's why I've been paying for airtime, gosh, for probably, let me think now, almost seven years, I guess, because I enjoy it and it's an expense I consider justifiable. So that paywall is there because it, it keeps the show on the air. It's what helps me be able to take care of the airtime and it keeps the show on the air, it keeps it existing. So that's why it's there. It's there for a very important reason. It supports the show that you're listening to. Anonymous listener in Michigan. I think you're a breath of fresh air in modern YouTube. With so much degenerate activity, you're very wholesome. So thank you for your kind words, anonymous listener. I appreciate it, and I'm glad that you find the content to be enjoyable. Another anonymous listener writes in, eh, This one will be a little touchy. I, I could be careful with my words, though, I think. I think I can be. Um, I know I could say more on the shortwave, probably, but an anonymous listener writes, Hope all is well with you. Just wanted to check in and ask how you're holding up with the pandemic. How much longer do you think we'll have to deal with COVID in the United States? All right. Allow me to preface this by saying that 
I'm not a doctor. I'm not a med. I mean, you know this. You're obviously you're not asking me this because you think, all right, this is this is review bra MD or anything like that. You obviously you already know that. This is the question that I think everyone's kind of mulled over in their head, right? COVID. What's the outlook? So with that preface that I'm not here giving medical advice, here's my take. And I will just say this, okay? I am not going to mention the vaccines at all. YouTube is very, very iffy with anything pertaining to them, good or bad. That's like the third rail, so I'm not even going to talk about it. But my outlook is taking that into account. So that's all that I could really say in terms of that subject. Because again, it's YouTube is just weird with this sort of stuff. So it's like, I've already gotten enough slaps on the wrist and I've gotten in so much trouble already with anything COVID related that I, I just kind of say, look, just not, I'm not even going to go to certain subjects. Same thing, you know, someone asks me about COVID and China and all of that. Just forget it. I'm not, I'm not even going to go there online. You know, it's just not... It won't be tolerated well by the powers that be. So, is there an end in sight with COVID? No, there's not. That's that. This is my personal conjecture. Uh, COVID's never going away. I really don't think it's ever going away. It's going to be here to stay. It's an endemic. I think it's endemic at this point, and that needs to be realized. I think the goal and policy of zero COVID is chasing dreams that will never... It's just not going to happen. I think COVID is always going to be here. Chances are. Probably will be in one way, shape, or form. And uh, and that's just how it's going to be. I expect COVID to still be here five years from now, ten years from now. Wouldn't be surprised if COVID in some way, shape, or form is here from 15 or 20 years from now. And uh, that's just going to be life. So I know that's a short answer. I have my reasoning behind it. Again, I don't think I can get into it on uh, on this show. You could probably listen to the radio broadcast on the shortwave, and I could freely talk about this stuff, but that's just where it stands. I just think that COVID isn't going away. And various decisions are going to have to be made about life, normality, and quality of life. And uh, there's going to be some choices that are going to be made and uh, are going to set the future of things. But I think COVID is going to be here a year from now. It's going to be here two years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years from now. I don't think COVID is ever going away. And uh, that's how I see it. I think it's here to stay. I could talk more about it, but I will not here. And with that, that's all that I'd like to talk about today. Thanks for listening to today's edition of VORW International. Until next time, be safe, be healthy, and I wish you all the very best. Take care. This is VORW.